Hey, sisters. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I don't believe in quick fixes. I've never really seen them work. They're usually cutting corners, and you always pay the piper for them somewhere along the lines. However, being the efficiency junkie that I am, I love discovering tools that can can give you more bang for your buck. This is how I look at my food and my nutrition. This is how I look at my movement and workouts. This is how I look at my sleep, my breath, my pleasure, anything that's giving me energy instead of taking away. And there are definitely tools out there that give more than the average bear. (laughs) One of those tools for me is my morning greens drink. If you follow me on social media, if you see my stories, you know it's a daily part of my routine and has been now for three years. It's a huge part of what helps support my gut health, my hormonal health, my cravings, the stress that we know is inevitable in our body. The greens that I love, it's from a company called Organifi. It's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I at Organifi.com is their website. They have a lot of amazing supplements there. I love that they're organic. I love that the products that they have are created in a way that your body can get the most out of them. There's a lot of supplements out there where you take them and they are not being properly absorbed in your body. What I love about my greens juice, this is my favorite thing from them, is that it is the most potent thing you can put in your body very first thing in the morning. I mix a scoop of it with some ice and a huge shaker of water and I rehydrate myself. I support with the adaptogens, the stress that is happening in our body and making our hormones worse. Ever since drinking this regularly, I have noticed my cravings are almost gone unless I haven't been sleeping well. My my energy is clearer, my brain is clearer, my digestive issues are better. It is a simple tool that you can use to, that packs a punch when it comes to nutrients in your body. So if you are looking for something that is quick, that can support you, that tastes really good, and that you know is providing value to your body, whether you're in major distress or not, this can be a powerful a powerful tool, tool to add to your toolbox, the Organifi Green Juice, and they give 15 to 20% off to all of my listeners. You just need to use Bria as a discount code at checkout for any of their products, but I love the green juice. All right, let's dive into this week's episode. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimetopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey, hey, sisters. 
How are you feeling in your body today? I know that lately I have been waking up with a little more tension in my body. I can feel it crying out for a little bit more stretching, a little bit more expansion. And, you know, our bodies, they talk to us all day long. We just need to pay attention and listen. And that's hard because our lives are busy and the world drags us out of our body into our mind. But if we just start to understand what these messages are, for example, as I entered perimenopause, anxiety became a much more regular experience for me. I would feel it in my tummy and I would feel it like this restriction squeezing around my throat. And I've learned now when that happens to take a breath, to take a few deep breaths to calm that central nervous system because my body is feeling the insanity that it's going through, whether that's because of what's happening outside in my life or whether that's what's going on inside of my body. I notice that same feeling when I haven't eaten properly or when I haven't slept properly or when I have had caffeine on an empty stomach, which yes, I do from time to time, even though I say never to do it. I am human and I make these mistakes too. So check in with your body today. Ask her how she's feeling. Today, I am going to share with you five tips for regulating your blood sugar. And I have a bonus tip for you, which I'm excited to share. But let's talk about first why this is important. Our body is like an orchestra. There are so many different instruments, and when one is off, it can throw off all of the others. When they're all on, they work so beautifully and make music together, right? And in our body, what that looks like is digestion working properly. It looks like sleep going as well as it can. It looks like energy being consistent throughout the day. It looks like weight releasing if we are working on that. It looks like muscle growing if we are working on that, right? There's so many things. It looks like our body, you know, repairing after a workout. It looks like us being able to stay patient a little longer when things go awry. Perimenopause brings a natural shift and transition where once the regulation of sex hormones was handled by the ovaries, the torch is being passed to the adrenals, our stress manager. All transition, of course, is more work. Think about when you've started a new job or moved in with someone or moved houses or towns or countries or or even when you had your first child, if you have children. It takes some time to feel comfortable, to get up to speed. You know, even almost a year into my new home, I still sometimes open the wrong drawers looking for different kitchen utensils, right? Transitions, this is what these things are. And those are simple ones, but it, it's still a time waster. It's still confusing. It's still trying to figure and how to get up to speed. And that's a very benign example. When you move locations like towns or cities or, or countries, you have to find new doctors and dentists and schools and grocery stores. It's more effort and it can feel confusing. The body is no different. So it's going through a few things. And although the shift in our instruments, like in the orchestra, may make the orchestra sound a bit off, if we show up on time, keep our instruments clean, pay attention, have a clear mind, and practice, 
the transition will go more smoothly. And in the body, that looks like supporting our adrenals by not adding more stress to our lives with how we're eating and how we're moving and learning how to actually manage that stress. It looks like supporting our organs of elimination, right? Our liver, which takes on so much of the workload of of metabolizing hormones, of dealing with any toxins coming in with the body. It looks like repairing, you know, making sure that we're not using a lot of toxic products and in our homes and in our cleaning products and on our skin, because our skin is our largest organ of elimination. Working, it means working with our hormones instead of against them through syncing with our cycle, like we're talking about in the perimenopause posse this month. And of course, it means regulating our blood sugar. In fact, blood sugar regulation is often the easiest and kind of that first line of defense that we can control both positively and negatively. When your blood sugar is dysregulated, it can look like cravings, fatigue, brain fog, irritation, lightheadedness. And it matters because how we treat our body with blood sugar regulation can really add more work to our body or less work. It can suck our energy or give us space to have more. Meaning our body can't get back to dealing with the major tasks we are going through which is passing that torch. So in the orchestra example, that looks like some parts of the orchestra maybe are just not showing up. People forgetting their music or their instruments. So it makes this transition so much harder. I used to always be rushing through my day and I still have to battle this. It still is a a real thing. There's no such thing as perfection, but I would rush through my day. I might never make time to sit down and have a proper balanced meal. I would think it wasn't as important. I might skip a meal. I might tell myself it's okay. I don't need to eat right now, you know, which would make it impossible to stop eating later because I would get so hungry or I wouldn't have the energy to get through something or maybe I would not eat enough at a meal or wouldn't be balanced or would and these things would make me hungry an hour later or i would maybe just have the wrong foods at a meal and then my blood sugar would spike and then completely drop this would just cause more work for my body or me being cranky or in my most recent years getting more anxiety I would then eat too much or not enough. And all of these pieces made everything more complicated for my body. When we have regulated blood sugar, the body is able to trust more. Remember that every time we put anything in our body, on our body, but in our body especially, the body then has to stop what it's doing and deal with that thing, whether it's digestion and assimilating the nutrients, whether it's storing it. Either way, it's it's suddenly got a job that it cannot avoid. It can't just let food sit in there on its own. That would kill us. So when we have regulated blood sugar, the body's able to trust us more, to become more efficient even in moving through digestion and into healing. It has less work to do because we have fewer spikes and therefore fewer drops. So it can pack a big punch as a powerful way to create more energy so that your body can get back to this main goal right now, this major transition that's happening in your body, which is that passing of that torch. It has to put all that shenanigans on hold to deal with whatever is that's coming or not coming into the body, right? These dips, these spikes and dips and spikes and dips. 
Okay, here are my tips for you because we know that it's really important to have that blood sugar regulation. It's sort of that first line of defense to starting to heal your hormones and give yourself the space to heal. So let's dive into these tips. Grab your pen and paper or your little notes section. Number one is eating regular meals. And what do I mean by regular meals? That means eating within one and a half to two hours of waking and then eating again three to four hours later. Remember, you need to eat enough in a meal in order for it to last you three to four hours. Because if we're constantly eating throughout the day, then the body is never getting that break, right? It it has to deal with digestion. It has to deal with the blood sugar and the glucose and the insulin. It has so many things going on, this complicated orchestra. So when we eat regular these regular meals, we want to eat within an hour and a half to two hours of waking, and then again, three to four hours later, and again, three to four hours later. So depending on what time you wake in the morning and, and how filling your meals are, you might be looking at having three meals or having four meals. And, and it might have to do with just how you feel, how much activity level you have. If you aren't a very active person, you need less food. So you might be fine with having just three meals. I often find that you know four meals is what I need. I still typically wake up around 5.30 or 6 a.m. and go to bed about 9.30 or 10 at night. So that time in between, I, I find that I, I need that food. And, and we get caught up sometimes in thinking about, you know, there's this, a lot of talk around intermittent fasting. Don't forget that if you're done eating at 7 p.m. and you wake up like me at 5.30 and so an hour and a half later is 7 a.m., that's still a 12-hour fast. That is an intermittent fast. But it's an intermittent fast that's recognizing when we're in hormonal chaos, regulated blood sugar is more important. And you're getting the space in between your meals to rest and digest, which is the value of intermittent fasting. So eating these regular meals and and really eating them around the same time every day, right? In in an example of work for, for, you know, if you eat your meals at regular times, it's like having a regular work schedule that you then know when you can do the other things, the other admin of your life, like going to the bank or going to appointments or being there for your kids or making dinner, you know, all the the to-dos that we have. If you've got a random schedule one day and then the next day your boss is calling you, telling you, you know, actually don't, you can come in later or no, I need you right now. It's frustrating and stressful. And that's the same thing when we're not eating regular meals at regular times for our body. It adds a stress level to our body. Tip number two is eating enough protein. As we age, you know, muscle is a key part of longevity in life. Protein specifically is is the element that creates more muscle in our body, protecting us, protecting our bones, allowing us some more mobility, things like that. Um, But it's also the thing that helps us stay full and satisfied. So it's a key macronutrient to each of our meals. Making sure you're having enough protein and what that looks like for women is typically 20 to 30 grams at each meal. If you're if you are lifting weights, if you're in a time in your cycle and in your hormonal, you know, if you're if your hormones are settled nicely, that and you're working out, then that means probably closer to that 30 grams of protein mark. But you need at least 20 grams. And for some of you, you might need more. If you find, you know, you have this beautiful plate in the morning of 
you know, two eggs and some veggies mixed in there and maybe a piece of toast with peanut butter and, and banana on it. It's a great balanced breakfast that's going to help you stay full and satisfied. But if you're not full and satisfied all the way to, you know, you're eating at seven and you're not full and satisfied all the way to like 11 or even 12, then that chances are you're not getting enough protein. So you want to add in some more protein first and take a look at that piece. But eating protein is a more consistent level of energy for our blood sugar. Step number three, starting each meal with vegetables. We do not eat enough vegetables in our life. Vegetables are one of the most power-packed micronutrient things. And this is why I love my greens first thing in the morning, but then I make sure to have vegetables at each one of my meals because they have the micronutrients. They're the ones that give us that extra energy, that have the adaptogens in there, that give us the vitamins and minerals to soothe our body, right? They're the things that we really need that keep our eyes clear and you know, our hair nice. Like This is really important. And we don't eat enough vegetables. So making sure you're having vegetables at, at every meal, but eating them first. When we eat vegetables first, they don't create a, a glucose response. So they act like a sieve in our lower intestines. And then when we eat our protein and our fats and carbohydrates afterwards, it slows down the absorption because carbohydrates specifically, whether it's a good one, sorry, a whole carbohydrate like fruit or, you know, or whole grain, you know, sprouted grain toast or, you know, sweet potato, or if it's, you know, cake, either way, it's going to spike your blood sugar more and that adds more work to your body. So we, if we're, when we eat those carbohydrates, which we need, we want them to be whole food carbohydrates, but we want to make sure that the veggies are coming in first so that it slows down that absorption, regulating our blood sugar, taking the workload off of the body. Tip number four is always eat your carbs with a buddy. So sometimes in life, you know, life gets busy, I get it, you know, or we, you know, we just want to have dessert or, you know, something happens, you're going to have ice cream with your, your, your kiddo, that's fine. And it happens from time to time. So if you're going to find yourself in just, with going out to have just a carb, pair that carb with a buddy. If you're going to have an apple as your snack in the afternoon, have it with some peanut butter or a piece of cheese. You know, if you're going to, you know, have like a, you know, a piece of bread, make sure you put some peanut butter on there. Let's, you know, change the absorption levels so that it slows down the spiking. If you're going to have dessert or go out for an ice cream cone, you know, maybe snack on a few, few, you know, cut up cucumbers before you head out, slow down that absorption and it'll make a big difference. Tip number four, Oh, sorry, that was four. <laughs> Tip number five, walk after your meals, especially when you're, if you're gonna go out and have ice, an ice cream cone, have an ice cream cone and go for a walk. You know, if you're, no matter what meal it is, but it, I, I love walking first thing in the morning because for me, it's a meditational thing. I also have a dog who needs to be walked, but it just starts my day. It keeps me out of my emails, out of the shenanigans of social media and gets my body moving, my breath moving, my mind in a good place. 
Um, So I love walking then, but walking after a meal packs a significant punch when it comes down to your blood sugar spiking. So if you are having a carb-heavy meal, having that walk, especially after dinner, makes a huge difference in the spike. So if you're not spiking so high, you're not going to drop so high because your body's now using the glucose that's going into it. So walk at least after dinner, especially if you have animals. The animals need to be walked. Walk after your meal 10 to 15 minutes. It doesn't need to be anything crazy, but walking after any meal that you can not only is good for your mind and your body, it's really good for this blood sugar element. Okay, here's my bonus tip for you. If you're someone who geeks out about this kind of thing also, then consider investing in a CGM, a controlled glucose monitor. You can get them now, you know, the average person can get them even for just a two week period, just as a small sample size. Twice now I've tested a CGM from a company called Nutrisense.io. And what I found so fascinating about it, you put it on your arm, it stays on there for two weeks, it connects to an app. Anytime you eat, you can just boop it pretty much, swipe it up and scan, scan it with your phone. And it tells you where your blood sugar was around the times that you ate that day. So you can start to, you know, tweak different ways and, you know, understand what works better for you. If you really want to make it super custom, it's a cool way to do it. And as a bonus, they give you a dietitian in there to kind of decode some of the information and connect with you on it. But I loved that. If you are interested, you can check out the episode that I did with Nutrisense.io and Control Glucose Monitors on the Period Whisper podcast earlier. I'll link to that in the show notes here so you can check it out. They give a discount for anyone who wants to try it of my listeners. Um, the discount code is Bria, but it's a really fun way if you're someone who wants to, to, to really dial in. But those five tips that I gave you first, that's a bonus tip for funsies. Those five tips will do it for you. They will do it for you and they'll help you better understand what's happening in your body with the choices that you're making, right? It'll help you by creating the space so that this transition that your body is going through becomes more easy for your body to handle. And along with that, you'll get your energy back. Your body will have more time to handle the transition and therefore handle weight release, which I know is a lot of our goals, right? A stressed out body cannot get to fat burning. Can't do it. It's too busy. It's got too many things on its plate. You know, it's like, it's like us most of the time. We're already so full with all the things on our to-do list. We don't have time for that. And then someone dumps something else on and you're like, I'm sorry, I just, it's just going to have to go to the bottom of the list, right? Lean into regulating your blood sugar and you will be amazed at just these simple changes, eating regularly, eating enough protein, starting with vegetables, making sure your carbs have a buddy and going for a walk after meals can make a massive difference in how you feel in your body. Remember that you don't have to do this alone. Join us in the Perimenopause Posse, my private membership community of women going through this transition with my proven P4 formula, live coaching to get your questions answered, monthly challenges, and amazing people. You are the sum of the people that you hang with, right? And the women in the posse are amazing. See you there and catch you in next week's episode. 
Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.